0: Welcome to Heine House Live, a podcast about the exciting and ever-changing world of gaming and technology. Heine House Live is available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. If it works. For all other info, including (laughs) links to our community discord, live video feed, episode archive, and a whole host of other great great entertainment, entertainment. please visit (laughs) heinehouse.com. If it works, that is. Round of applause for the good old-fashioned restart. when all else fails folks just restart your life all right just restart your life welcome back to heine house live everyone i'm jason heine your host and this is the podcast where we talk about gaming technology funny life stories whatever happens happens again we just go with the flow here i appreciate you so much thanks for being here and thanks for your patience uh we did a good old-fashioned restart here on the live feed so uh yeah we're all we're back up in the running if it for whatever reason starts to sound bad again just holler at your boy all right just do it through your speaker. Start yelling at your speaker, your headphones, your AirPods. Just start yelling at them. Don't worry, I'll hear it. <laughs> Thanks for being here. It's December 8th, 2019, 715 in the evening for me here in the desert, the good old Arizona desert, and uh, I just appreciate you joining me. Uh, we're going to talk about some gaming. We're going to talk about some tech stuff. We've got um, some stadium news. We've got some... Um, some random game news, some Black Friday, some Amazon stuff. Evidently people have been receiving the wrong items. This is interesting. I'm not going to say it hasn't happened to me, but it's happened to me. Uh, week in gaming history. What else do we have here? We got some uh, animal droppings news. We got some Valve that's in the news. Some Halo, some Master Beef, some tech stuff. SMS messages getting hacked. FBI, a warning from the FBI. <gasps> yes! And some Google news. Tons of stuff. Great episode for you, so thanks for being here. I appreciate you all so, so much. Uh, let's jump right in. Um, honeyhouse.com is the website. Y'all know. And we are live on Twitch. So great uh, community over there hanging out. Uh, want to take part. Just check the show notes. You know where to go. Get in there. Um, man, so some random news. Some, a couple of updates before I jump into the uh, the show here. Uh, released an album on the 25th. You all know, I talk about it every time. Cause it's a, it's an important topic to me. Uh album is called couple skate. It's an EP and uh, five songs. Great stuff. Lovely. Love it. It's been a long time since I've put together an album. And so this is the uh, exciting time for me. I do have confirmation. I told you guys, I'd keep you updated on the status. I did get an email saying that the albums have shipped. They have left New Jersey. They are on their way to the Southwest. And this is very exciting. So hopefully, and maybe about three or four days here, we're going to have my new album, my new EP, Couple Skate in Hand. All the uh, Gameloft patrons, of course, are getting their copy uh, uh, set aside. So that's one way you, if you want to get one, that will guarantee you to get one. Um, Other than that, they will be for sale in limited quantities. I only made 100 copies. Once they go, they go. It's just a very limited, short thing. So uh, it will be available for sale on my website. So uh, I will let you know when that goes live. Very, very exciting stuff. I'm super thrilled. So that is awesome. Good news. And then also, lastly, kind of a a little update about Heine House brand here. I am doing a complete rebrand of Heine House Entertainment. I'm having a new logo created. I'm having uh, some new Twitch uh, stuff. So overlays, emotes, a bunch of really, really cool stuff, banners uh, across the, the board. There's social media banners, thumbnails, all that sort of thing. This is, this is really exciting. So it's been, uh, I think four, three years, four years since the last, uh, Heine House, uh, iteration. So we are, we are making uh, a new logo that is, uh, bold, simple and clean. And it looks great on merch. Cause I want to have shirts and hats and other things made. And, uh, I think it's exciting. It's something I've always wanted to do. And you know what? Fuck it. I'm just knocking off the bucket list. Let's do it. Let's have fun. Let's enjoy ourselves. So that's really exciting. Really, really cool stuff happening there. So, uh, I'll keep you all up to date on that, okay? Some Heine House news for you before we jump into the show. We had Black Friday, you know, uh, last week. Great time. We didn't really buy anything except one thing. We uh, we went out and, uh, well, we didn't go out. I mean, I bought it from Amazon. But uh, we finally got the Genesis Mini, little mini console. Those things are great. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, I love the mini consoles. Love them. I think it's super convenient and very nice to have a system that has all those games on there. And it's great to have an HDMI. You know, that's very typical if you have a modern TV. Um, you know, and I say modern, I guess within the last 10 years, right, at least, um, that have HDMI. It's just convenient. Uh, I mean, nothing beats the good old-fashioned CRT, uh, you know, plugging in the uh, S-Video or, you know, just good old-fashioned analog and getting that great old CRT look. But if you have a modern TV and you want to play these retro games, I think it's a great option. It really is great. And I love them. I love these mini consoles even more when you mod them. Right? I mean, I love modding these consoles. And what happens is, is at the when you when they first get released, all of the very smart, amazing uh tech people grab a hold of these and they just figure out a way to mod them and they like reverse engineer and they, ha- they go into it. They almost kind of hack, they kind of hack into these consoles and figure out a way to exploit all of their vulnerabilities. And I think that's, I think that's saying something <laughs> people are a lot smarter than I am that figure this stuff out. Um But yeah, it's, it's totally awesome. And I love having all of the games that I want on the console. Now the, the NES, let's see, actually, no, I'm going to say the super Nintendo. That's the one that one I maxed out. The Super Nintendo Classic, for me, and the games I put on there, I can only get just just shy of two hundred games. I think there's like one hundred ninety eight or something games, and then it kind of, you know, that's that's the the maximum. Uh, but still, I mean, two hundred games that's that's nothing to shake a stick at, kids. <laughs> you know, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's nice to have. So I'm excited for the Genesis uh, modding community to take a look at this. And, you know, maybe they've already figured it out because it's been out for, what, a month, two months or something like that. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for them to jump into that. And then we can, Steph and I can go through our list of Genesis games that we like and put every Genesis game that we want that we're going to play on there. I think that's really fantastic. So, um, yeah. Did you get anything in the, uh, did you get yourself anything for Black Friday? Anything fun and exciting? You can always join our Discord. Let us know. Pop on in there. Say hello. Check the uh, show notes. Has the link down there. Also, my website, hineyhouse.com, has the uh, uh, the link at the very top of the website. Just scroll up there. Click the big Discord icon and join in. Tons of fun. Um, so speaking of Black Friday, and speaking of orders and Amazon, Amazon Amazon apologized after sending the wrong items on Black Friday. I like how this is like a massive like news article, but reality is, folks, this shit happens every day, every single day. Happens all the time. All right, we got some insider knowledge just to let y'all know this shit happens all the time, but even more so on Black Friday. And here I got I got some stats here to let you know Amazon will be selling a total of seven. 130 billion dollars worth of products during november and december 2019 that is two months right now happening right now that is insane so as such you can imagine that you know a couple of fuck-ups are going to happen and that's just that's just the reality that's just the reality of it it happens it's okay uh but what's what's i guess i mean (laughs) i'm gonna say what's not okay let's just talk about this okay I just want to make it clear again, folks, last year around this time. All right. Here's the story. Here's story time with this. This is why I'm like pacing myself story time with Jason. Last year at this time, I ordered a Nintendo dock um, for uh, a switch dock for our switch. Right. It's a little I forget who makes it. I think it's power a or someone makes it. It's just a little dock. You put your switch in it and it has like a little uh, LED light on it. It has. Uh, Zelda theme on, has a Mario, I think Mario Galaxy theme or just like Mario theme. It's really cool. It's a nice little dock. Um, so it was like 20 bucks, ordered that. And what showed up at the doorstep was, well, I thought it was that because I got the box and the box was fairly big size. I pull up, okay, great. I pull, pull out this, this order and I look at this box. It is a completely it is a square box about this big, right? It's, it's definitely not the size of a dock. And I'm like, this is weird. What is this? Like, is this a, is this a large, like Jimmy Dean sausage or something? You know, I'd like, what is in this box? So I, I open the box. It's completely black, unbranded, not a single brand on it. Right. Open it up. And I pull out this cylinder looking thing. It almost looks like a candle. I'm like, wow, this is interesting. What? Is this this is not what I ordered so at first I'm like Should I just should I just put it back In like let them know like that you didn't send me the right thing No I gotta investigate I already opened It fuck it I gotta go in there Well what was it folks Yep you got it you need a drum Roll for this It was a fleshlight Yep it was a fleshlight Uh yeah Do you think we can think we can show it on camera I probably can't open it. Yeah. Because it looks like a f- 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 vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Steph's going to go grab it. Steph's going to grab it. It's actually, uh, you know, it's, it's bedside. It's next to my bed, the side of my bed. I'm just kidding. We actually keep it in the game room and everyone who, thank you. Everyone who comes over to the Heiney house has to come in and slap it. I don't think I can show it because I I'll probably get uh band hammered yeah. with Twitch and their amazing rules. But, uh, I can maybe just show just a little, little tiny, little tiny peak of it. <laughs> I'm not showing it. Just a little tiny peak. See, just a side, just a side a shot. It's a little side profile, a little side shot. Okay. This is it. This is what showed up. What is that? And I'm like, what is this thing? I'm like, oh, wow. It's kind of got squishy sides. Right. I'm like, is this is a candle. It's got this button on the front. This little here. It? It's a little clicky button. Oh, just a little side shot again for you boy. Good, there you go. So I'm like, what is this? Anyway, I pop this off. It's a picture of a vagina. It's a vagina. It's a flashlight. So <laughs> oh, there we go. Flashlight. Here. Let's just give you a little peek. A little peek of it. Um so I'm laughing my ass off all right I'm dying I'm dying it's hilarious And I instantly am like This is so funny I have to make a video of this So that's exactly what I did in fact you guys You have to go to my YouTube channel All right and go Look at the fleshlight I call it the Christmas candle And at the time in November My, my parents were in town My brother my parents and my brother were all here Visiting for the holidays we We're having Thanksgiving dinner and all that sort of thing And they went out, they went and got coffee or something and they came back. And what I wanted to do was set this up in the middle of all these holiday Christmas candles that we have. Like we have like 10 of them and I wanted to put this thing in there and then have them pick like, Hey, pick a candle, smell it, you know, and tell me which one you like. And then we'll go from there. And I wanted to prank them. Right. So I made a prank and I put up the, the GoPro. I put it up in the corner and I covered it with stuff so no one could see. And I recorded it. It's on my YouTube channel. It's hilarious. You'll love it. So anyway, yeah, we contacted Amazon and we're like, "Uh, yeah, we uh, got uh, the wrong order. In fact, you sent us a flashlight and um, their policy on sex toys is, yeah, they don't take them back. That's a good thing. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, they said no. They said just dispose of it. Just throw it away. Right. Well, hell, I'm not doing that. I am going to put it on display somewhere. That's exactly what I did. So we put it in the game room. It's really funny. And I pranked my family with it. It's hilarious. It's all on camera. You should go watch it. Oh, my God, it was a good time. But this is just my my point, because when this happened, everyone I told was like, bullshit, you ordered a flashlight. Just admit. I'm like, bro, first of all. Yeah, you know, I can see how you would make that assumption because I'm crazy. I do random weird shit all the time. I get that. I understand that. But reality is, no, I didn't. I really did not order a flashlight. But if there's an order that's going to go wrong. And for that order to go wrong, for it to be a fleshlight, sending that to me, that's the most amazing thing ever. Like, think about it. It could this could have been anything. This could have been like a screwdriver set, which I would I'd be happy with, some tools, right? Or like a lamp or a set of light bulbs, right? It could have been anything. The fact that it was a fucking fleshlight. Sending that to me, that's like brilliant. That's so brilliant. Can you imagine some people who would see this and literally freak the fuck out? Like they would have they would lose their shit. They wouldn't even know what to do. So, I think it's so funny. And I'm going to leave it here. I'm going to leave it here all holiday, the entire December, all the way through the new year. Merry Christmas. Shitters full. Fleshlight is here hanging out with us. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> Getting back to the article about Amazon. So, customers have been reporting to Amazon that they have been receiving incorrect items. It's real, son. It's real. Uh, toothbrushes, batteries, condoms, and books. And even one lady reported that she received a tambourine instead of their black Friday deal. So my question to all these people who are receiving the wrong items, what is wrong with those items? I love batteries. I love toothbrushes. I love tambourines, especially in fact, I am in the market for a good tambourine. I would love a good tambourine. I mean, who doesn't love percussion? I love percussion. Viv Johnson in England received a book called The Beast of Buckingham Palace written by David Williams instead of a Nintendo Switch that she ordered. Wow. She got a book. Uh, I know you want that uh, Nintendo Switch, but uh, read a book. Merry Christmas. Shitter's full. Um, and in other news, customer Jason Heine in Arizona, United States, ordered a $20 LED light-up dock for their Switch and received a hey, flashlight. flashlight. Very good. $730 billion worth of product in these two months here, November, December during the holidays. Is that not insane? That's a large amount of a uh, product. Wow. So yeah, there's going to be some issues. There's going to be some problems here and there. It's the way it is. Uh, Craigslist launched 24 years ago this year here. Isn't that amazing? 24 years ago. Think back. Think back. I mean, I found Craigslist in the late nineties. So, I was definitely, I think a little late to the party or like maybe it was right around 2000 really. But, uh, yeah, I mean there's definitely something to be said about Craigslist and how they just have a very simplistic approach to selling. It's just basically just a white website with text and purple links. That's it. You just click on a link, look at a picture, boom, that's it. And I, I honestly, I've appreciated that. And I, I think, you look at it now and it almost seems like, wait, is this like a scam website? <laughs> Cause a lot of the scam bullshit looks like that. Right? So you kind of sit there like, mm, I don't know about this, but I say this because 24 years ago, Craigslist launched and they have finally done it. After 24 long, agonizing, painstaking years, you now can load up the official Craigslist, Craigslist app on your phone and view and sell items. How about that? It is an official app. You know, There's been probably, I mean, I don't have any hard facts about it, but probably hundreds, if not uh, a little less than that, of third party apps that have come out to try to kind of capitalize on the fact that Craigslist does not have an app. And, uh, I mean, I've used one. I used to sell on Craigslist all the time back in my heyday, my eBay days. Um, When I talked about that on my Patreon after party, I talked about my, my eBay days, but also at the same time I was doing Craigslisting as well. Had to, you know, to be done all from the computer. But yeah, so they have an app now. Go check it out. Pretty cool. Congrats, Craigslist. I wonder what will bring. I wonder what the next 25 years will bring. Maybe within the next 25 years, they'll uh, pull out some security for their app. Maybe a little two-form factor authentication. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> uh, shout out to my brother, Kyle, who sent me a, 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 a message today, a text message. Let me know. That uh, long-running store uh, in the Great Northwest, in the Pacific Northwest, United States, uh, in Portland there. CD Game Exchange is a long-time, long-time running store that's been around uh, as far as I can remember. Uh, Unfortunately, in the Portland greater area anyway, they have closed up their locations. And that is really sad. I hate hearing that any stores have closed up. I know the Northwest is a big scene for retro games, so it's kind of sad to see another one go. Um, I did a, actually, I filmed a video back in 2011 when I was there for uh, Portland retro gaming expo, I drove around and was just kind of visiting a few stores, film some stuff. And this is 2011, remember? So it wasn't as popular as today as far as like retro gaming, more, ma- it's definitely mainstream today, but back then it wasn't mainstream just yet. So what's fascinating is if you go back and, I'm, and I apologize, I had my really shitty ass camera uh, it's I know it's terrible, but hey, this is what we do. This, we had to do what we had to do. You go watch that video. When I went in there, and I was finding boxed N sixty four games for like a dollar. Yeah, like no shit. I was fine. I think I bought uh, I bought Perfect Dark boxed for a dollar there. Yeah, no shit. It's all on video. Um, I guess that's really kind of a funny story. I went in there. They had Dreamcast games. Like every, every Dreamcast game they had in there was not more than five bucks. It was like three to five. I think actually maybe 15. It was like, everything was under like 15 bucks a game. Um, like really even the high end ones. It's pretty amazing. But yeah, I found perfect dark for a dollar or, or it was like $3 or something crazy. Um, and at the same time, this was, I didn't film this, but earlier, maybe a few years prior, I went into that same location. I'm talking about the location in Gresham, Gresham, Oregon. I went in there and I found a, a top loader NES two dog, pwn, dog, pwn, <laughs> dog bone, controllers uh mario duck hunt a power pad and track and field like a bundle all that together with an rf adapter because you know the top loader only had the rf and an official power adapter so an official everything official it was 60 bucks out the door no tax in oregon so like that was then like how much is a top loader now think about it crazy stuff so it was really cool but so yeah so sad to hear it Uh, cd game exchange in fact i better i'm gonna go back and watch that video later on tonight and just relive those memories it that store had a bunch of stuff It was kind of like bookman's if you've seen our videos and hear about us talking about bookman's they have music and merch and dvds and video games and pop culture and kind of stuff like that really really cool store so rip rip cd game exchange we will miss you um this was one I just threw in here last minute because uh, I' was been listening to some Jay-Z stuff. So Jay-Z, uh, his entire discography is now available outside of Tidal. Uh I'll just do a quick run on this because you know, I don't think a lot of people care too much about it, but any I know I got some old school hip hop heads here that listen. Um, Jay-Z, you know, co-founder of Title, so he put all of his music into title and that was exclusive there for many, many years. And uh, recently, I saw Spotify post on Twitter like, hey, Jay-Z, welcome. You can listen to us now. And so I guess his music is now available everywhere, which is great. I love Jay-Z. I love listening to The Reasonable Doubt and, you know, uh, Black Album and The Blueprint. I mean, there's so many great albums that he's released over the time. I have to pull out my CDs, my old school CDs. Like, what are those? Right. I still have them. Uh, but it's really cool that uh, now it's available to listen kind of in other platforms this is fascinating. So like, why would he do this? Or why would any large artist do this? Um, talking about the comparison here on, uh, streaming services. So title. So they claim that they have 3 million paid subscribers on their service. That has been questioned in the past. Uh, people have made comparisons saying that they're inflating their numbers. I don't know. There's no hard evidence of this. Really. You are kind of taking it off of like their word, right? You kind of basing it off of their word, but, um, to put that into perspective, right? so they, they claim that they have 3 million. People are saying it's closer to like 1.2 million, um, which is <laughs> nothing to shake a stick at, kids. I mean, it's still a lot of people, right? To put that into perspective, Spotify, they just crossed 217 million active users, okay? That's active users. However, they have 100 million paid. So 100 million are currently paid. Now, this was in April 2019, so earlier in the year. All right, So that number has probably even gone up a bit. So when you look at that, even if even if Tidal has three million paid, that's just baby shit compared to these other streaming platforms. And I'm not talking about, you know, Amazon MP3. Or I'm talking about Google Play. I mean, there's YouTube Music. There's a bunch of other platforms and streaming services that are out there that are popular as well. Spotify probably being one of the number, if not probably number one. So, yeah, but it's cool to see his music on there. I help more more artists, you know, branch out it's a convenience thing folks. Right. It's a convenience thing. Like I know, especially being an audio engineer, I know that when I listen to anything digital streaming, that is for the most, for the most part. Now don't bring out the pitchforks. You can, you can pay like, I know tidal has very high quality audio. You know, that's one of the perks that you pay for with that. Um, and Apple music, I think you can pay and get higher quality MP3s and what so forth and whatnot. Um, 320 kilobit on spotify i think you have to go in your settings and turn that on so at least you get that but it's understandable you know i know that it's a convenience thing i'm going to be listening to my you know streaming music from my phone via bluetooth on my car you know on the way to work or whatever i'm, I'm you know doing stuff it's convenient i don't have to lug around my cds anymore i don't have to use the big case logic you know 100 cd binder used to put that behind our seat Y'all know what I'm talking about. you all old school cats. You know what I'm talking about. We used to do that. I used to have this little like disc logic, like clamshell blue. I still have it somewhere. I think you open up the top and it opens up and then it has all like slots for discs to go in and then you close it. and It goes flat and it's just like little tiny, almost like Frisbee looking thing. Anyone else have that? I know they used to sell them at like Sam Goody and a bunch of places, but a lot of fun. So yeah, anyway, yeah, Jay-Z's outside of title, Pretty cool. So check it out if you're into a uh, jigga. Uh, yeah, that was just some random news I was want to talk about there. How about that, folks? It is now time for this week in gaming history. Oh, yeah. Yes, this is a segment of the show where I talk about games that were released in the past during the week this podcast was out. So we're talking about all the games that came out from December 9th to December 16th in the past. This is a great time for us to just take a moment to go back and relive some of these amazing times and maybe have some memories talking about that. December 9th in 1988, Ninja Gaiden on NES in Japan was released. 1995, Warcraft two on PC was released 1995 kind of a light day. December 9th. That's all she wrote folks. Goodbye. Goodbye. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's it for December 9th. Though, just a couple of, couple of games kind of noteworthy that stood out. Uh, how about December 10th moving on to the next day? I mean, hell we're going to, we're going to go back and talk about a very light day. December 9th slamming right in December 10th. What about in 1993, The one, the only, the legendary Doom on PC. Incredible. What a game. Really was the game that changed the face, not only of just gaming especially, but like gaming on a computer uh, in the first person genre. Yeah, I know Wolfenstein 3D was there and really changed the game for that. But Doom was the game really was the game that took it to a whole nother level i mean i remember i remember being freaked out playing that game like holy shit i was a kid i was like man i'm this game's actually scaring me a little bit it's very very dark and gruesome and the the music was very eerie and suspenseful everything about it it was a brilliant game so 1993 december 10th doom one anniversary uh same day same year in 93 r type 3 on super nintendo in japan was released And moving forward a couple of years anyway, (laughs) in 2015, (laughs) Uh, remember the game called Fast Racing Neo? Remember that? It's like a little uh, futuristic F-Zero styled racing game that was released on Wii U in 2015. I bought it. I did. I bought it on Wii. I bought it on Wii U. I know. I bought it. I liked it. It's a good game. Uh, December 11th, moving on to the next day. This is kind of a big day here. 1985, Capcom's 1942. (laughs) It's a numbers game in uh, NES uh, on NES in Japan was released on December 11th. Wow. Say that 10 times fast. Nin- in 1985, 1942 was released. Whoa. That's a great uh, uh, shoot him, shoot him up, shmupper. her. Uh, 1992 Mega Man 3 on NES in Japan was released. How about that? Great game. That's one of Stephanie's favorite Mega Mans, to be honest. She loves it. In fact, sometimes she just hums the music. She's just humming it all day long. I don't know. It's in her blood. Uh, 1993, Eternal Champions on Genesis was released. Sega. Folks, in 1999, the Nintendo 64 DD was released. That is a disk drive only available in Japan. I'm wearing a uh, Nintendo 64 shirt to celebrate that. How about it? huh? like that. Very cool. Never got that outside of Japan. Uh, there's, I know several people that have imported it and have some stuff there. It's a very, very cool console. It definitely was a uh, trying to pave the way for the future. The future we weren't sure of yet, but they, uh, Nintendo was trying and doing different things. It's uh, ambitious. If there's anything that Nintendo has been, if anything, we can give them credit for is that they are ambitious and trying certain things. Definitely going out on the limb and trying new things. Um, Let's see. 2006, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess on GameCube. Big day. Big day. Uh, A year later in 2007, the Orange Box, Valve's Orange Box on PS3 was released. How about that? Uh, 2007, same day, same year, Unreal Tournament 3 on PS3 was released. I remember I bought that. Interesting story about that. Is you could play that game online with friends or and or LAN, but one cool thing about that now my PS3 at that time was a 60 gig launch version, right? Uh, or fat, I guess you call it fat, and it had four USB ports on the front. So that game also supported mouse and keyboard. I know triggered everyone's getting triggered, but I plugged in my mouse and keyboard and it supports it. And so I was playing online uh, with that. <laughs> It was fun. It was awesome. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, this is great. Great game. Uh, but yeah, the online on that died pretty quick. How about a few years later on December 11th, 2012, 007 Legends on Wii U was released. That's it for that day. How about the next one? December 12th in 1997, Snowboard Kids on N64 in Japan was released. In 1998, Hey You Pikachu! On N64 in Japan was released. I'm just trying to peek at you, Pokemon. Steph is still playing a shit out of that Pokemon game. She's Pokemon going. She's going. She loves it. Uh, how about another Zelda game? In 1998, Legend of Zelda Links Awakening DX on Game Boy Color in Japan. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, 2001, Mortal Kombat Advance on Game Boy Advance. A little GBA love for you there. I have not played this one. MK Advance. Anyone else play it? Is it like a port of Super Nintendo? It's got to be. I mean, it's got to be, right? I don't know. I'll have to look look into that one. Uh, In 2004, ladies and gentlemen, the The PlayStation PlayStation Portable Console. Yeah, the PSP. Great console. Great handheld. Love that. So as such, 2004, same day, same year, Ridge Racer on PSP in Japan was released. And then finally in 2006, Rainbow Six Vegas on PC was released. December 13th, on to the next day in 1991, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, The Manhattan Project on NES in Japan was released. That was the third in the series, right? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. 1995 gex on ps1 i love gex isn't it a great game first time i ever played gex was actually on 3do yeah very cool then i played it on saturn uh yeah and then uh playstation one was later after the fact but yeah very cool uh 1996 clock tower on ps1 in japan was released 2001 Breath of Fire Game Boy Advance. We got a little GBA love going on in the chat. Pretty good. Uh, 2002 Legend of Zelda Wind Waker on GameCube in Japan. It's a Legend of Zelda Christmas. Everybody, It is the season. I see Santa emotes in the chat. That's right. He's bringing presents to you. And uh, 2013 Seven Days to Die on PC. Wow, 2013. I feel like I feel like it was just yesterday. Next day, December 14th in 1996, Mario Kart 64 in Japan was released. 2001, Animal Droppings on GameCube in Japan. Yeah, a lot of Japanese releases in December. You guys see that for sure. 2001, Super Mario World, Super Mario Advance 2 on Game Boy Advance in Japan. Look at that. 2001, they were still doing fucked up names back in the day. Super Mario World, Super Mario Advance 2, like come on Nintendo, I'm just giving you praise about how you're going on a limb doing all sorts of great stuff and then your names New Super Mario Bros U2 New Edition for Wii U and Switch Edition Come on now Come on, what am I looking at here, huh? Stop it, get some help Stop it, get some help Uh, Let's see, what else? Oh, this is a great one, 2006 Metal Slug Anthology on wii i did buy that day one for a nintendo wii and then had the exclusive what was it seven at the time it was exclusive to that i think it was metal slug seven or something metal slug eight you guys remember i don't remember which one it was called it was i think it was seven or eight something like that and good to see everyone I, real quick shout out thanks davis in there smitty coming through everyone all the homies there thanks for the raid they're coming through saying hi appreciate that so good to see you happy holidays everyone We're talking about this week in gaming history. A lot of great games that came out in the past. Uh, So that was 2006 Metal Slug Anthology on Wii. Here's a good one. One of my favorites got it day one. In 2006, The Amazing Motorstorm on PS3 was released. What a great game. We need another Motorstorm. There's absolutely no doubt about it. I think Sony should come through. Uh, I know they disbanded Evolution, which they were responsible for for doing that. You know, Evolution went on to do Drive Club, another brilliant amazing game, but we really do need the next chapter, the next reiteration of um Motorstorm. We absolutely do. Um so hopefully we do. Hopefully we get that. Looking at you PS5, what do you guys think? We're looking at you PS5. And 2011 Sonic CD on 360. So that must have been in the arcade the uh, the retro arcade you know i said this before you know we recently busted out the xbox 360 again after how many days was it in, how many days i'm sorry let me rephrase that how many years was it in storage i think it was like four years or five years since we touched it last and it had like these massive updates it took forever but uh, the 360 man that is such a great console Every once in a while, you know, you gotta bust out that those old consoles and really play. We're playing Hydro Thunder Hurricane. I know I've talked about it already, but what an amazing game. So good. I would love to play Hydro Thunder Hurricane with all of you. If you have it, and you're on 360 and you want to play it, just get at me. Let me know. Add me as a friend. Microsoft, my account is called, is named The Heine House. Just please add me. Let's do this. Alright? Uh, we got two days left in gaming history. Are you guys ready? December 15th. In 2003, The Sims busting out on gamecube and ps2 on the same day the sims busting out of your pants how 2010 pier solar on genesis remember pier solar oh my goodness long time ago uh on all gen gamers we had the developers of pier solar on on our show and uh they're great guys i don't remember what episode that was but i will have to go back and re-listen to it what a great show amazing guys that was that was a really cool episode to hear um, in 2015, a Maximum Tune Five DX in the arcade in Japan was released, and finally on December 15th, in 2016, Super Mario Run on mobile. Whatever happened to that? You guys playing uh, Mario Run? Are you playing it? No, God, please, no, no, no. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that is it for this week. Yeah! Then gaming history thank you that's always fun i always love that segment because i love just thinking back and looking and having those memories of nostalgia just flood my mind i just love i love it so great um and thank you folks we got subs and cheers going on in there thanks again for everything appreciate that so good to see everyone um okay on to some gaming news are you guys ready so animal droppings, there's a new animal droppings manga that's officially coming to Japan. Yes, it is real. Let me turn on my screen mirroring because I have a picture to show you all. But I'm going to need. Just give me one second here. I'll pull it up. Make sure I'm all prepared. Yeah. You know, I had to restart everything. So just the way it is. There we go. Uh, so yeah, an animal droppings manga. Uh, Definitely very, very cool. Premiering in the February 2020, or in February 2020 in Japan, this new Animal Crossing manga officially titled Gather Animals Forests, Carefree Island News, that's via translation, uh, will follow a brand new protagonist named Hannah as she explores life on a deserted island. Ah, that very typical, that very classic, if you were stranded on an island. Very cool. Um, It's following the premise of the new Animal Crossing uh, Horizons that's coming out for Switch later on next year. Uh, I got a picture here to show. Show off. Oh, we're going to have to click it here. Boom. Look at that. Very cool looking. Got the old Tom Crook there. We got uh, Timmy. Timmy, Tammy, Tommy. (laughs) It looks cool. Looks very, very cool. And uh, yeah, that Tom Nook there, he's chilling. He's like, yo, you need a job? I got a job for you. You want a house? You got to work for it. (laughs) Very cool. So yeah, that's not that far away next year. Uh, Hey, did you guys get your hands on a, a Steam controller? Did you pick one up earlier last year when they went on sale? They went on sale, I think... Well, I don't remember what the price was, but they were pre- they were pretty cheap. I think they were like ten bucks or fifteen bucks or something, and I thought that was a pretty good deal. But Valve did put on their main Steam page, "Hello, Steam controllers on sale." They were $5. five bucks, five dollars. Buster, winner. That's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I put an order in. I mean, I picked one up. Uh, that means I will have two of them, so that's good. You know, it's nice to have two for two players if you're doing anything like that. But uh, five bucks, you can't really beat that. And uh, yeah, they they announced that they sold out very quickly. Yeah, I mean, I could imagine it didn't take very long. So they were five bucks. However, it was $8 shipping. (laughs) $8 shipping for fuck's sake. I think the Steam Controller is great for... um, I think anything except first-person shooters and anything that's first-person or action games... It's really difficult because I like the touchpad or the trackpad or whatever, but I don't know. I, I don't think there's enough real estate. There's not enough room for you to make it work. You know what I mean? Sure, you can turn the sensitivity up, but when you move your thumb around, there's just not enough surface area. And that's why a mouse pad or, you know, if you're going to use anything trackpad or touchpad input wise, like a mouse, you got to have the surface area for it. I just don't think there's enough. So, but hey, if you're doing like platformers, if you're doing anything that doesn't require like, crazy precision or racing games. Cause it does have a joystick on there. Hey, eat your heart out. It's pretty good, but they did sell out of controllers and valve is, has been refunding all of the people who did not get one. So if you ordered one and didn't get it, check your account because I'm sure you got refunded. All right. Halo master beef collection. It hit steam super hard super hard in the yard hit it hard like ram ranch yeah no that's cool the master chief collection i'm i'm happy about this this is great news i've always wanted to play halo outside of the console so i think this is great that we have a fully supported port of this for pc this is great um, it went to number one of course the number one sold game uh, on steam for a day and then uh, quickly got overtaken by red dead red dead redemption 2 which was also released recently and just shot to the charts top of the charts and is a huge huge deal but yeah yeah very cool very cool i mean this is great and to see a game like halo which is microsoft's you know bread and butter their pride and joy right for them to branch off and put it on steam says something i you know i it wouldn't have surprised me I wouldn't have been surprised if they said, you know what? You can only get this collection. You can only get this Master Beef collection in the Microsoft Store. And it's only exclusive to that. Like like uh, Horizon 4. You can only get Horizon 4 inside the Microsoft Store. You can't get it anywhere else. So, like, that's what I was expecting. So, it wouldn't surprise me if they do shit like this. Like, uh, who else does this? So, like, Far Cry, right? Far Cry. You have to do it through Uplay. Um, Battlefield some of the battle later battlefield series from like four on you have to use origin. How about overwatch and call of duty, all the new ones that's all on uh, BattleNet. battle net. So, you know, it's something that I, I don't, um, I guess I'm just surprised and I'm happy for it. I'm very happy for it. And I'm definitely going to be picking that up eventually. Once all the games are released, it's going to be great. Um, so what's going on? You know what? There was like 10 articles today that we were looking at for stadia. And I just honestly, I, Unless it's crazy breaking news, because you know this is going to be a shit show. This Stadia is going to be a shit show for as long as it's around, and I don't think it's going to really overcome all of the shortcomings that ISPs, networking, connectivity, Wi-Fi, data caps—that's just one hand of all the shit that they're going to be happening. So I'm not going to sit there and report on Stadia like every like a whole whole bunch. But one, the big article that came out this week was that. Why are the Stadia games more expensive than their other digital counterparts on other platforms? So Darksiders Genesis, all right, it's currently on sale right now on Stadia for $40. But on Steam, currently right now, if you log in on Steam, it's $30. It's on sale, all right? So people are like, wait a minute, why is it more expensive here than there when it's not, like, what? Like, I'm not getting, I'm going to deal with connectivity, maybe. I'm going to deal with it being scaled a little bit. Like, what? No. How more expensive. Why is that? Uh, this is an article reported by Polygon today. They actually reached out to THQ Nordic to ask them about the pricing. Like, why is the pricing different? And uh, THQ Nordic did write them back, surprisingly. Usually they don't. But they re- they reported and they said back, quote, they don't discuss their pricing policy. <laughs> now, listen. I am not here to talk mad shit about THQ Or even Stadia. What I am here to say is that this is also another problem that we have. This is another like nail that's being nailed into the coffin that doesn't look good for Stadia. Here's what's happening. Unless they get with the program and abide by the sales that are currently happening on the other platforms, this won't make sense. This is exactly the case. So Darksiders is 40 bucks today on Stadia. But you can buy it on Steam for... 30, unless they come up with some sort of system to where they acknowledge the prices and sales that are going on other places, uh, it's tough. Unless they're really anticipating whoever buys the stadia, unless they really anticipate that those people are completely oblivious, blind and don't use steam, don't use console, don't use PC. Unless they think the people that are going to use stadia are so fucking casual. They are so casual that they will not even know that they're getting ripped off. That's the hope. and I don't think that's right. I do not think that's right. I think they have to come up with some sort of system to where the pricing structure is right. Because I would not want to pay more for the game on Stadia. Again, remember, I mean, yes, there's the argument of like digital, like you're you're just renting it. You're, you're buying a license for the time that you have your account active. I get all that, but man, I don't know. It's a, it's a slippery slope. I think that is going to be a massive slippery slope uh, for Stadia. We even talked about pricing it. Like, this is just coming up. Think about it. And it's so aggressive. Like, let's put it in perspective. Okay, here's here's an example. Put yourself in this shoe, in your shoes here. Here we go. If there's a game that's $20, all right? If it's $20 and it goes on sale and they say it's 75% off, that takes the game to five bucks. I'm buying it if I want that game, that's a good deal. If it is not the same price on Stadia during that time, not going to buy it. Now, don't underestimate the difference between $5 and $10 off of a video game is a big deal for gamers. When you have hundreds of games that you want. Yeah, it's a big deal that can really add up. So I'm not, I'm not saying like, oh, it's, it's only $3 off. So, uh, you know, that's not a big deal. I'm just saying like, if you have a game that's heavily discounted in other places, you're going to be pissed off. Why is it more here? Yeah, makes sense. Makes total sense. Um, and lastly here for gaming news, the PlayStation view is shutting down at the end of January, 2020. I know we've, you've heard about this already, but we're almost there. It's coming down to it. You know, this was designed to be for, you know, cord cutters and people that are wanting to get rid of the cable And TV and kind of have it all inside of the PlayStation. And I think, although, you know, very ambitious, I don't think Sony, I don't think Sony went about it the right way. I don't think that they marketed it right. I don't think they were as aggressive with it as they should have been. I don't think they went after the right target market, if that makes sense. Like they don't have any exclusives. They don't have any, any big shows. It's just kind of like TV. TV, 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 TV. <laughs> Xbox One, play TV, 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 TV. Um, you have to put, again, this is another, like, put it in perspective. Unless you are on your PS4 every single day, all day, does that really appeal to you? And you have to say to yourself, would I get the PlayStation view for its TV service, over YouTube TV or Netflix or Disney Plus or even Apple or Amazon, like would you would you pay for that over Netflix or over Disney Plus or over Apple? You know they all have exclusives. You know they have big name celebrities, big name shows, and even exclusive shows that are created specifically for that platform. Sony has none of that. I don't think that was the vision. The vision was just to give people the opportunity to watch TV, news, you know, whatever else have you on there. So, I mean, it died. It died pretty quick. So, yeah, it's sad. It's sad. I mean, I hate I hate to see it go. But again, I didn't use it. It wasn't something I was interested in. And I think a lot of people weren't interested in it either. Not, no one I know ever had it or used it. And uh, they said, Sony says, see, I put a quote in here. Um, here it is. They say that... Um, Quote, pay TV industry, um, they say the pay TV industry with expensive content and network deals have been slower to change than they expected. Because of that, they're going to continue to focus on their core gaming business. So that's a good sign. Sony, going back to focus on their core gaming business. Leave the TV out of it. I think that's great. Uh, And I feel bad for anyone who used Vue, but uh, there's other options out there. And uh, I think it's good. Get Sony back in the game, if you will, pun intended. All right. How about that for some gaming news? We're going to move on to some tech news now. You ready for that? Yeah. All right, a little peek. A little peek of the Christmas candle here, folks. You see that? It's still here. Representing a little peek. A little peekaboo up there for Christmas candle. Yeah, just so you know. Hey, go to Amazon and order yourself a dock for your Nintendo Switch. You never know what might show up. Could be. it Could be. Um, okay. On to some tech news. Uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about um, SMS messaging. Text messages from your phone. We have a data breach, folks. We have a data breach. Here we go. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Data, data breach, data breach. breach. Whoop, whoop, whoop. A massive database storing tens of millions of SMS text messages most of which were sent to businesses from businesses and also to potential customers have been found online. This is a massive deal. The database is run by a company called true dialogue. All right. They are a business SMS provider for businesses and higher education providers. So businesses and schools, (laughs) it lets companies, colleagues and universities send bulk text messages to their customers and students. All right. So look at this. So this is what it is. It's a company who allows you through their app to send bulk messages to colleagues, students, universities, whatever, and not expose your real cell phone number. I think it's smart. I think it's a it's a a part of our industry that needs to exist. I think it's smart. It's great for communication. Most people just use like a chat program or something like that, right? Well, this is more more for businesses, more like authentic. Well, yeah, those databases that were stored for years on their servers for on sent and received text messages. All right. All those that were processed by true dialogue were exposed. The database was left unprotected on their servers that were connected to the internet without passwords, encryption, none of it. None of the data was encrypted. So people found it and stole it. Damn dude. The data also contains sensitive text messages such as two two factor codes and other security messages, which may have allowed anyone viewing the data to gain access to a person's online account. Holy shit. Uh, True dialogue um, about the exposure. They say uh, they promptly pulled the database offline. And uh, this is actually TechCrunch who reported this. I think they TechCrunch were the ones who let them know about this breach. And they pulled it offline, pulled the servers offline, and despite reaching out back to them several times, True Dialogues Chief Executive John Wright could not acknowledge uh, the breach nor return several requests for comment. Um, Wright also did not answer any of the questions, including whether the company would inform customers of the security lapse and if he plans to inform the customers due to the regulations of their state per state laws that they have to let them know within like 24 hours or 72 hours. It's something every state has a law on that. If there's a breach that they have to let them know. And then if they don't, then you get sued. And then uh, we receive a couple of red bulls in uh, the mail in like three years (laughs) or we receive uh, a a check for $10 and 11 cents from Sony for the breach that happened, Uh, you know, or receive $6 um, and an in-store credit for, uh, you know, Something we can order on Amazon. <laughs> no, this is joking aside that you know this is serious, a serious business that's really sad. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating that companies don't take security seriously, especially in this day. Um, for a company, true dialogue, to have so many SMS messages on there in servers, in databases. Backed up and not encrypted. No security. This is crazy, folks. This is crazy. It is another indication for you, another reminder, rather, that SMS texting is not safe and or secure. It really should not be used for sensitive data. It really shouldn't. It just goes to show, you know what? And people send two form factor and all that sort of thing through through that. And that's, that's a nice way to help with that, but also it's not a 100% secure way to keep you safe. It's not, it is just not, there has to be a better way. That's why I like authenticator apps where you have an app on your phone where you have to actually click and authenticate it. Um, I just actually, I just today, I went through all of my authenticator apps and I made it all so that the app won't even launch. It will not even load up unless you have my thumbprint. That's it. It will not even launch. So actually, you can't even log in to any of my shit there unless you have my thumbprint that uses the authenticator app. I think that's great. I think everyone should do that. Everyone should be very vigilant on that. Uh speaking of some other crazy security stuff, the FBI. Uh, And the FBI Portland, Oregon branch, hey, right out of my hometown there, just happens to be there. Uh, The FBI is warning people about their smart TV security. Now, this is, again, we're going to have reoccurring themes, (laughs) especially as we continue to live in this digital age. You know, we have a lot of new technology, a lot of new smart devices in the house, and a lot of crazy stuff is going to be happening and can happen. So be very, very careful but uh, the FBI in the Portland, Oregon branch is warning people about their smart TV security. Uh, They gave a warning, and I'll quote this, saying, beyond the risk that your TV's manufacturer and app developers may be listening and watching you, that television can also be a gateway for hackers to come into your home. A bad cyber actor may not be able to access your lockdown computer directly, but it is possible that the unsecured TV can give him or her an easy way in the back door through your router, wrote the FBI. Yes, and this is true. It's absolutely true, and it has happened. The FBI warned that hackers can can take control of unsecured smart TVs, and in the worst cases, take control of the camera and microphone to watch and listen to you. Yes, absolutely true. 100% true statements. Has happened in the past, yes. Probably happening right now, and will continue to. The issue is when you buy a TV, a smart TV, and you have a smart TV that is older, when they're newer, they're supported by the manufacturer. If not like daily, like weekly, you'll get maybe updates. And at least once a month, you'll get maybe an update to your TV. And whenever there's security issues, they will patch it. They will send that through and you will update it. Now, the issues that we have when it comes to security and smart TVs is when your TV gets older, when it gets older, the manufacturer stops supporting it, right? This is the whole windows model, right? Put it in perspective. This is the whole windows model. When it gets 10, 15 years old, LG's going to be like, you know what? You need to buy another TV. I'm not here to write code and patch the security issues in this 15 year old piece of shit TV. You motherfucker need an OLED. All right. You're only on LCD. Get your ass back there. Get your ass on Amazon and you buy yourself a new one of our TVs and you do it now. And we'll give you all the security updates. We'll patch everything. It's going to be great, grand, wonderful. No yelling on the bus. It's going to be wonderful. That's what companies, that's what manufacturers want you to do. Again, it's kind of like the whole Apple iPhone model. They want you to get the new iPhone every year. When the one that came out last year is amazing and perfectly fine. But it's a little bit more serious when it comes to security. So, if you have an older TV and you're not getting regular updates and the manufacturer has stopped updating it, go to their website. Whatever TV you have, if it's a smart TV, if it's older, go to the manufacturer's website. Go look up your model and look for current updates. More than likely, if it's not Wi Fi enabled, oh no, it would be Wi Fi enabled, right? It's a smart TV. So, if it's Wi Fi enabled, you should be able to download the current update security patch and install it. If not, if, it, if you have to do it the hard way, I know I've seen other people do it this way where they lo- they load the uh, file, the security file on a flash drive, plug that in the back of the TV, and then you go into your TV settings and then install the update that way. So there's a few ways to do it. Um, but yeah, you just got to be careful. got to be really careful. Once that TV goes outdated, once it goes um, past its prime, rather, you are kind of going to be out there in no man's land. You're going to be out there like, hey, man, I'm rolling the dice. If these people want to sit and watch me, uh, sit on the couch, you know, with my belly out, being a big fat ass eating chips, watching cops. Hey, so be it, but just be careful because they can snoop and they can look in on you on that. It's very scary. It's a very scary thing. You know, a lot of people just put a piece of electrical tape over the uh, webcam and call it a day. You know, that's what you can do. So there's a few things you can do to kind of be vigilant over there, but just be careful. I would encourage everyone right now, go look up your smart TVs manufacturer and download and install any of the current security updates that they have. Be vigilant, people. That's what we've tried to teach here. Be vigilant. Be in the know. Hey, last article I have here uh, in tech is that Google Photos lets you send private messages for quick photo sharing. Very, very cool. So within the Google Photo apps. And this is good because Steph and I actually, we're on the same Google photo sharing library. So we do this. She'll take a photo and it will go right to our library and we're sharing back and forth. It's great. It's great for pulling photos for these articles and other things like that. Um, But what you can do is inside the app on the bottom, you can click share and it's the same. It's the same screen that was there before. But now you have the ability to send it to a contact and you'll see everyone will kind of pop up in little bubbles. Just click their name. Boom. Send it on over. It will send to their Google photo um, app. And you can share it like a text message, pretty much, which is really, really cool. Um, Yeah, I think that's great. It's nice to have. So a new feature from Google Photos and, uh, you know, try it out. Give it a whirl, if you will. Be a lot of fun. Um, I do have a a hotline. If you folks want to call up, you want to leave me a voicemail. No one's done it in a while. I feel kind of lonely, kind of scared. I don't know what to do with myself. Uh, I'm starting to think maybe you don't like me and that's okay. No one has to, you know, you don't all have to like me. But, uh, you know, I would appreciate it. I kind of feel lonely, especially during the holidays. I'm cold, lonely, scared. You know, all I need is a little hot cocoa, maybe a little pat on the back, maybe a little rub, maybe a fucking phone call. Give me a call. 503-908-5490. That is the phone number. 503-908-5490. Again, if you have a question you want to ask me, got something you want to talk about, maybe a comment, question, whatever, hit me up. It goes right to my voicemail. Leave it to me and I'll play it on the show next time. Uh, Maybe you uh, ordered something crazy. How about this? Maybe you ordered something crazy during black Friday. Maybe you ordered something like a dock, and then this showed up. Maybe you want to talk about that. Have you ever received an item that wasn't the item that you ordered and it was hilarious or maybe not funny? Maybe something that you use. Maybe you're like, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I got that uh, 1500 tool set, uh, driver screwdriver said i still use it to this day maybe that happened i don't know let me know 503-908-5490 is the phone number again the website heiniehouse.com folks we are at 30 patrons over on patreon uh where's my slide ha- giving it up giving it up for the lovely patrons you see on your screen yeah and again, a big shout out to all the Game Lofters here. They get the verbal shout out on there. Brandon, George, Aaron, Weldon, Tammy, Sam, Aquano, X, Luke, Ryan, Justin, and Hustido. Thank you so much for your support, everyone. I appreciate you guys so much. And everyone up there in the Game Loft, of course, you're getting that CD when it comes in. Uh, I'll be sending messages over on Patreon for your addresses soon. And then, of course, get the car vlogs. Everyone in the main floor and ground floor, you're getting those updates you getting that behind-the-scenes stuff. I appreciate you guys. You guys are incredible. Always fantastic to me. Join Discord. Jump in there. We have a great community of like-minded gamers and fans of the world, fans of tech, fans of gaming. And uh, it's a great place to hang out. All right? That's the show. That is the show. Honey House Live, episode 36, In the Bag. And uh, I appreciate you all being here. Thank you so much. I'm going to leave you guys with another song as I do every time and tis the season because it's uh, December. I'm going to continue to play my, uh, Christmas album. I got great holiday tunes. Check it out. It's on my website, on my Bandcamp. You want to hear some holiday tunes. I got you on lock. Uh, let's see what we're going to do. I'm going to stream it right here. We're going to play it. Thank you so much. What song are we going to do here? What do we have? We did Holly Jolly last time. We did what child we did. Uh, what song are we going to do? Oh, let's do let's do Little Drummer Boy. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Is he gonna let me play it? Okay, good. Police Navidad. Let's do it right here.